1077 welcomes you to Up Close, a weekly public affairs program presented by Z1077 News. You're invited to call in with your questions and comments. Our call-in number is 366-8471. Now, your host for Up Close, Gary Danielle. Well, thank you, Mr. Announcer, wherever you are, and welcome to the Z1077 Up Close Show. The Up Close Show is a special presentation of Z1077 News, presented in the public interest. Uh, I'm Gary Dino, your host. Our producer is Rebecca Haveley, and our number for you to call and participate today is 760-366-8471. Today, we have a special guest in studio today. I'd like to welcome uh, Matt Welsh, the Operations Chief for the Morongo Basin Ambulance. Matt, uh, good morning, and thanks for coming in. Good morning. Thank you for having me. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Morongo Basin Ambulance and uh, why you're here and what's going on, uh, but I do appreciate you coming in. Um, now, how long have you been uh, with Morongo Basin Ambulance? I've been the Operations Chief with MBA for right about a year now. Okay, so you're still getting your wheels up to speed. Yes. Because so. MBA has got a, a real history about it. Morongo Basin Ambulance was started? 1948. 1948. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Yep. Yeah. And uh, how was it started? Did the community recognize a need? Was there a nonprofit that started it? How, how did you know the formation of Morongo Basin Ambulance? Yeah, so uh, in 1948, uh, before it was Morongo Basin Ambulance, it was formed as the Joshua Tree Ambulance Association. And it was a, uh, a group of about six or eight um, local residents who saw the need for um, what back then was just a way to get people from where they were to the hospital. Um, and they formed the Joshua Tree Ambulance Association. Um, in about the mid seventies with the implementation of the paramedic, the advanced life support, um, Joshua Tree Ambulance took on the advanced life support program with the paramedics and then, um, slowly morphed into being Morongo Basin Ambulance as we begin to provide that service, not just to Joshua Tree, but to, um, most of the entire basin. So it, it was really started by a group of citizens who are just trying to help out their own community. Yes. And I imagine the... The professional standards uh, in 1948 were probably a lot different than they are now. Absolutely. If there <laughs> even was any. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very different. Uh, um, EMS itself actually is, when you talk about medicine, is very new. It's only been around for about 70 years. So um, in 1948, it was just some people would help you get to the hospital to what it is now, which is you know um, very highly trained paramedics and EMTs with very um, – state-of-the-art equipment they're able to do quite a bit now back in 1948 when they started what was then joshua tree ambulance association there wasn't much in in way of medical facilities up here either i I don't i know you weren't there 70 (laughs) years ago Uh, i i could have almost been there Uh, so were were they taking was it a a local clinic Uh, what did they have back then yeah usually um it uh in the you know late 40s early 50s um doctors offices local clinics um emergency rooms were really just starting to become a thing along with ems um so it really was uh you know kind of a wild west way of of emergency medicine um completely different than what we know today yeah i know it was in the late 70s uh, actually mid 70s that the uh, community got together and really combined the resources of a a yucca valley clinic at that time and a Torrey Palms clinic at that time and formed 
what is now the High Desert Memorial Healthcare District mm-hmm. and started High Desert Medical Center. I think they, I think they opened right around 77 or 78. Mm-hmm. And that would also change things for the then Joshua Tree Ambulance. So there's been a lot of morphing going on Constant. in the service. Yes, say. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Now, Morongo Basin Ambulance, right now as it stands, mm-hmm. how many units, employees? So we employ uh, usually right about 50 uh, different employees. That's EMTs, paramedics, um, operators in our communication center, as well as administrative support staff. Um we currently staff five uh, advanced life support ambulances. There's uh, one in Yucca Valley, um, which covers uh, Morongo Valley and some of the areas of Landers and Johnson Valley. We have two in Joshua Tree and then two uh, units in 29 Palms. Now, I noticed that the units in 29 Palms are usually stationed at the Indian Cove Market. I see those guys there <laughs> a lot. So they, they So basically, that's where they're waiting for a call. Is that so they're closer to the west end of 29 Palms? So uh, when when anybody sees one of our ambulances at the Indian Cove area, what that is is oh, that means, that yeah, that means yeah. that's our last ambulance. And the okay. reason we put them there is that way they have – they're in the middle of our entire coverage area. Okay. So they're as close as they can be to – it's hard to predict where the call is going to come from. So they're so. staged there yes. to be uh, to be accessible yes. to as much area as they possibly yes. can. Yes, normally they would be, uh, as long as our, our levels are adequate, they're uh, stationed in their quarters, which is on Adobe Road in 29 Palms. Now, if you're just joining us, uh, this is the C-107 and Up Close Show. Our guest is the operations chief for Morongo Basin Ambulance, Matt Welsh. And if you'd like to talk with Matt, if you have a question, give us a call at 760-366-8471. So you say they... they bunk in quarters in 29 palms yes sir where are those quarters so uh on adobe road actually um almost across the street from where the fire station is okay there's a large metal building and that that's been there for quite a while um and that's where we have the two ambulances that's where they're the majority of the time where they're at if they're not on a call now recently uh i was aware in the news that the city of 29 palms purchased property near lear on the highway which they said at that time was intended for use uh, by an ambulance. Then a few months later, I read Morongo Basin Ambulance purchased property across the street from where the city had purchased property. Mm -hmm. Are you planning on building an ambulance station there? We actually did uh, hold uh, the... The house that sits right on the corner of Lear and Highway 62. Yes, the, the and, and, and Lear's house. Yeah, and that we were actually using that mainly um, rather than having our ambulance sit at Indian Cove when they were the last one. They had a place to go when it was hot or cold. Um, but as call volumes have increased and so have our staffing levels, we really aren't there too much. So we've actually um, no longer owned that property, and it's been, it's been sold just oh, recently. Okay, all right. So, yeah, we don't have any plans on building a station um, right there anytime soon. Is the city going to build something there that you aware of? Not or? that I'm aware of, just no. Because, no. No. again, when they, when they originally announced that, they did have said it was a, uh, a, an area for ambulance, but didn't specify whether it was going to be Morongo Basin Ambulance. Right, yeah, I'm not – Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that, but yeah. – um, you know, we we are constantly striving to meet the needs of whatever the community needs are that we serve. So and it if, changes. If, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of things changes. In fact, Twenty Nine Palms right now, over the last few years, have seen a uh, significant increase in uh, call volumes, um, nine one one calls to respond to. So we are looking probably within the next year or two, um, putting a third ambulance in Twenty Nine Palms. 
um, in probably around that area um, to access a lot of the calls. Good. I live there. up in Indian Cove, so the closer you, you are, the better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I don't think a lot of people realize this, and, and I got some information from you prior mm-hmm. to this show. And, I, I, and, and let me repeat this because I, I went, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Morongo Basin Ambulance is the sole provider mm-hmm. of 911 emergency ambulance service to Joshua Tree, Joshua Tree National Park, 29 Palms, Morongo Valley, Pioneer Town, Rimrock, Flamingo Heights, Landers, Johnson Valley, Wander Valley, and Amboy. Yes. Now, who determines who has the responsibility for what area? Is, uh, is there some sort of regulatory agency that says, okay, you guys will be here, you guys will be there? How does that work, Matt? Yeah, so um, the local, what's called a LEMSA, or the Local Emergency Medical Agency for San Bernardino County, is the Inland County Emergency Medical Agency. And um, since they were founded, um, they were appointed by the County Board of Supervisors to oversee the whole uh, ambulance process um, in the county, as well as um, certification of paramedics and EMTs. So they oversee all of the EMS stuff. Um, and they're the ones who dictate award contracts um, and oversee each different ambulance provider who is in each different contract area that they um, have been assigned. Okay. Do you have any input in that? Or is it pretty much them sitting down with, with maps and, and statistics and deciding where the coverage is needed? So uh, interestingly enough, in our county, um, ISM is actually a fairly new agency. For the longest time, ambulance pr- uh, was Services were provided just how we started in 1948 by um, just a community getting together and seeing a need. Um, as the political climate has changed, now uh, each provider that was kind of already in an area was awarded that area when they drew what we call an MOU, a uh, contract area or an EOA, which means exclusive operating area. So we hold uh, two of the, I believe there are 27 uh, EOAs in San Marino County, we hold two of them, EOA 14 and 15, which encompass essentially the entire basin with the exception of the town of Yucca Valley proper. And the town of Yucca Valley proper uses San Bernardino County Fire Ambulance? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes. So uh, so San Bernardino County Fire Ambulance, I see them staged at different stations, but the only primary coverage area they have in this area is Yucca Valley? For the ambulance transport, yes. Okay, for ambulance yes. transport. Mm-hmm. And uh, something else I'd like to mention, uh, I, that Morongo Basin Ambulance is a nonprofit organization. Correct. And is one of only 12 nonprofit organiz- uh, ambulance associations in the entire state of California. Yeah, well, actually, I think it's less than that. Yeah. Um, a lot of the volunteer nonprofit ambulance providers have kind of gone away over the years. Um, we're one of only a couple, I think, that are actually uh, fully operational and left in the state of California. Um, the only other major one is a, a provider up in the Sierra Nevadas area. And now, and you are overseen by a, a board of directors of yes. the nonprofit. And I have to give a little pat on the back to your board of directors. A couple of years ago, they gave up their stipend they were Mm -hmm. receiving a a a yearly stipend to serve on the board they actually gave that up for the good of the organization so you can use those funds and equipment and things so a big pat on the back going out to the the board of joshua tree ambulance association um how invasive i guess that's not the wrong word how regulatory uh a atmosphere is there for the for ems services in san bernardino county 
I know I was talking to uh, the former CEO of Hydeza Medical Center, who said that the rules and regulations for operating a hospital are also are actually more stringent than operating a nuclear reactor. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how stringent are rules and regulations for Morongo Basin Ambulance? Uh, very. And and that's for a good reason, because when you call 911, you want to know that whoever's showing up to your door has been vetted and they're qualified and have the right equipment. So we uh, we are um, overseen by ISIMA, um in in every aspect of what we do from uh, what we carry on an ambulance, how many miles the ambulance has on it, to um, our response times um, are monitored monthly as far as how long it takes us to get up to all the calls that we're assigned and things like that. So, um, but it's a, it's it's positive oversight. They also offer, um, as far as the clinical side goes, reevaluation of protocols and, and common practices, so that we're always providing the best level of care that we can. Um, to the people who are actually needing the care. Okay, so ISMS sets a standard which are all required to meet. Yes. So those people who are calling 911 know those people who are responding are qualified professionals who can take care of them. Yes. Yeah, okay, we're gonna take a little break. Uh, Matt Welsh, the operations chief for Morongo Basin Ambulance and uh, guts to pay some rent, but we'll be right back with more of the Up Close Show. If you'd like to join us and uh, speak with Matt Welsh yourself, give us a call, 760-366-8471. For the Z1077 Up Close Show, we will be right back. If you could save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on your family's household budget, would you do it? Every day, hundreds of homeowners are saving with the solar systems they've installed through SolarNow, the local hero solar contractor who's been here for over 25 years. There's no upfront cost, and the system is paid for on your property taxes. You can most likely deduct the interest, and it transfers to the new homeowner if you sell. Unlike the leases out there, it will increase your home's value, too. Call Mark Hines of SolarNow today and get a no-pressure, hassle-free quote. Call 228 are you living in the gym spin zone? Can't seem to get motivated to work out? Coming up with every excuse you can imagine? You desperately need some extra rewards. Total Fitness has rewards for just getting yourself into the gym. Explore this progressive and fun fitness center. Activate a free three-day pass with your first workout. Then take advantage of killer membership deals. Get your workout mojo back. Find more information online at TotalFitness29.com or stop by and start your first workout today in the State of Brother Center, 29 Palms. Have you heard the latest? No more fumbling around with your hearing aid battery. Miracle Ear has a hearing aid that you don't need to change the battery. It doesn't even have a battery door. It's charged in the case and the charge lasts up to 24 hours. Miracle Ear's caring service can help you enjoy the latest technology. Need a tune-up, repair, or trade-up? Call Carol at Miracle Ear, 365-0691, to book your appointment today. Next to KFC on Yucca Trail in Yucca Valley, Miracle Ear wants you to hear a better day. When it's this hot, you need a refreshing meal. Park Rock Cafe serves iced coffees and icy fruit smoothies. Add a delicious avocado stuffed with chicken or tuna. Relax in the blasting air conditioning and life is already better. Park Rock Cafe has a full espresso bar. Try your favorite iced. Always a local lunch special for $7.99. And the $10 lunch deal is a wrap, one side, and a cold drink. Don't miss the new chicken curry wrap. Keeping it cool at the Park Rock Cafe. Open every day next to the Park Visitor Center in downtown Joshua Tree. 
And we are back with the Z1077 Up Close Show. I'm Gary Danielle. Our producer is Rebecca Havely. And our guest in studio today is Matt Welsh, the operations chief for the Morongo Basin Ambulance Association. And again, uh, Matt, thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Uh, I know you're a busy guy. Uh, but no I think, let alone, you know, people kind of take a service like uh, an ambulance service for granted. They don't realize there's a lot of stuff that goes in. Uh, to get that equipment ready and the people trained to come to your home and possibly save your life. Oh yeah, it's a it's a twenty four seven process for sure. I so. can imagine that. So we got some callers. Take the callers. I'm going to ask you a couple more questions here in a little bit. First, let me. There we go. Got it. And uh, Jody, you're on the radio. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Matt. Hey, I, I just I'm going to throw a question out there, and then I'm going to get off the line and uh, let other people get in. Uh, my question is okay. Well, for instance, uh, last month I had a, I went in for heart surgery down in the uh, uh, regional, and then I had some complications the next day. The ambulance from up here took Sounds like the ambulance is going by you right now, Jody. <laughs> Pardon me? I can hear sirens going by you right now. Yeah, I, yep. uh, there's the fire truck. But uh, anyway, uh, I just for the, I mean, I don't have to pay it. I'm a, I'm 100% disabled veteran. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, but I looked at the bill. Just for the ambulance, it was a thousand and something just for the ride down there. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious of how. Wow, <laughs> it seems a bit much. That, that's a fair anyway, question. I'm going to yeah. get off the phone and let you answer that. Thank okay. you. All right, thanks, Jody. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair question asking about rates. And uh, I, I do want to clarify first before I have, Matt probably can say the same thing: is you don't set your rates; somebody else does. Correct. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah. in fact, our, our rates are set by ISMA, the same regulatory agency, and. Um, the unfortunate truth in any kind of healthcare billing is that uh, when any kind of provider, including an EMS provider, bills an insurance company for uh, a service, we're typically paid pennies on a dollar is what we actually recoup. So over the years, the actual billing amount has become inflated um, from a, a typical uh, transport down to like Palm Springs. Um, uh, about a $1,500 bill is usually normal, but we may only recoup two to three hundred dollars of that um is what we'll actually get back in so because of the way the insurance industry is and all that is you have to charge uh, a large amount knowing you're only going to get a percentage of that and you need money to operate exactly and again those rates we we have nothing to do with who sets those rates and we follow whatever um the ice every year will readjust them or look at them if they need to be readjusted so so you charge the same rate to somebody who has insurance as someone who doesn't correct okay uh as someone who doesn't can they say hey i'll just i'll just give you the three or four hundred bucks no it doesn't work that way well actually yeah if if it's what we call self-pay if somebody is not insured which is becoming less and less common now after the affordable health care act but uh yeah and a lot of times we do and as a uh as a nonprofit, as well as an ems provider in the state we're required to do hardship um uh honoring hardship requests so for, we do adjust for, to adjust right to and that's the benefit about us being small and local is that if there is somebody who's struggling with paying the bill um we're not in it to make any money as long as we've covered our costs um you know we don't want to put any more strain on somebody who's just had an emergency so we're very open to working things out um which is a luxury a lot of citizens wouldn't have if they're with a, like a for-profit agency right now it used to be and i do not know if it still is and please correct me it used to be that Morongo Basin Ambulance, you could join the ambulance as a member of them, and then they they didn't have to pay for it 
ambulance service. Yes, we do. And we still have a membership program. Um, it's $85 per household, covers everybody who lives in that residence. Per year. Per year. Uh-huh. And uh, the way it works is if you call 911 and you use our services, we will bill your insurance. Typically, almost the entire uh, universal way is you bill the insurance, and your insurance is going to say you owe whatever is left. Um, we would write that off if you're part of our membership program. Okay. So you still have that? Yes. So yes. If, if you are someone who wants a little extra security, mm-hmm. it would make sense for you to pay $85 a year and be a member of Morongo Basin Ambulance. Yes. And that's Morongo Basin Ambulance Association is the membership. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. All right. Good. We got that. Now, we've got another caller. Let's go to that. And uh, Donna, you're on the radio. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, I live in Yucca Valley. And I noticed that Morongo uh, Basin Ambulance also responds to calls in the Yucca Valley, uh, even though San Bernardino County is, um, I guess you would call, the primary provider in, in Yucca. So I'm assuming that you take uh, any of the overload calls uh, that they have. Um, and that really gives you a huge responsibility so congratulations yeah. thank you uh, donna before we before we assume anything let's confirm that with matt is that how that works yeah so uh in any emergency system whether it's a ambulance fire truck um there's what's called a mutual aid agreement and essentially if if in what she's citing if yucca valley their ambulances are all out on calls or or otherwise committed um any additional calls they receive we respond from our area into yucca valley to assist and handle the transport for those okay. calls. And Donna, your, your follow-on st- follow statement to so, that? So here's my question. Uh, since I do live in Yucca Valley, um, and I am a member of a Morongo Basin Ambulance, uh, and if, if San Bernardino County answers um, my call for emergency, will San Bernardino County honor my MBA membership? I know they used to, I'm just not sure uh, if there have been any changes, I know, uh, you know, with the talk of wanting to increase uh, the fire protection fees, I, I just want to make sure that uh, they're going to still honor their service. Yeah, so we, at one point, Morongo Basin Ambulance um, with Samuel County Fire had an agreement for reciprocity between the two areas because Samuel County Fire also offers a membership program. Um and I don't have the details on that one, unfortunately. I'm not sure what theirs uh, constitutes. And over the last year or so, we've we've been getting some feedback that we've had some difficulty having that uh, honored, whether it's just a miscommunication. So at this point, we're letting everybody know that if you do live in Yucca Valley, you're more than welcome to uh, participate in our membership program. And the convenient thing is that if, for whatever reason, you are at any of the local hospitals and have to be transferred to a different hospital it's morongo basin ambulance that does the transfer so your membership would work for that transfer also um and if by chance we were to come to your house on a mutual aid request but uh beyond that um if you're in yucca valley uh we can't you can't call us directly we can't go that that eoa belongs to the county fire department so and and plus if you have an emergency you want to get the closest ambulance available okay donna Okay, thank you very much, and uh, appreciate the fine service of the men and women at Moronga Basin Ambulance. Thank you very much. Thank you. We appreciate it. I'm sure they're glad, sure they glad to hear that, too. Uh, 760-366-8471. And uh, Debbie, you're on the radio. Good morning. Hi. You know, I heard the gentleman call a little bit ago about his bill, and I was curious. I was at my doctor's office for heart palpitations a couple of weeks ago. 
mm-hmm. and I had an erratic um, EKG. So they mm-hmm. transported me down to Desert Regional. I wasn't on life support. You know, I didn't have to have oxygen or anything. They kept me hooked up to the EKG just mm-hmm. to check my, my heart rate. It ended up being a problem with my pacemaker, but I just got my bill. It was $2,200. Okay. And they just transported me from my doctor's office to the hospital. They didn't have to administer anything other than just monitor my heart rate. And and just to to clarify, where was it Morongo Basin Ambulance, or where were you picked up at and taken down the hill? I was picked up at Desert Oasis Immediate Care. Okay, so that that uh, Desert Oasis is in the town of Yucca Valley, so your bill would be through the San Marino County Fire Department um, because that's uh-huh. the one area that Morongo Basin Ambulance specifically doesn't serve. So I couldn't really comment on their billing practices or, or um, why your bill was twenty two hundred dollars. Okay, it just seemed really really outrageous for what was done because all they did was transport me from one bed to the other, and so now I'm having to worry about what I'm going to end up having to pay. Did your, did your insurance cover most of that? I don't know what they cover okay. because I haven't had to go by ambulance anywhere with my insurance so far, so I'm not really sure what it's going to cover. I know when I was picked up from my home uh, up on the Mesa a couple of years ago when I had a bad fall, um, I had to pay $150 my insurance covered, but I, I don't know what the total bill was because I never got it in the mail. They just gave you your portion of it later? Yeah. Your, your insurance company? Okay. All right, Debbie. Uh, and how are you feeling today? I'm feeling very well. Good. I do have to eventually have some surgery to fix the glitch in the pacemaker, but it's working well today. All right. Well, you stay healthy, and thanks for calling today. Thanks. All right. Yeah, I think probably bill sticker shock is fairly common because yes. people don't realize they're paying for a lot of stuff. You're paying for... Highly trained professionals had to go to school for years. Mm-hmm. The ambulances themselves, those things aren't cheap. What's an ambulance cost? Uh, the last two we just bought were a little over 80000 each. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all the equipment in them. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. What would you guess an ambulance just sitting by itself with all the equipment in it? Oh, um, <laughs> we're probably well over $200,000. Yeah. yeah, the way it sits. So, And if you really want to stick a shock... Get medevaced sometime. <laughs> the, the helicopters, they that's like six and seven thousand dollars. Yeah, but you know what? Um, uh, Mercier, who primarily serves this area, also has a membership program, and, and in fact, I have one of those too. Um, just because that is a, if you're on a helicopter, it's been a bad day, and the last <laughs> thing you want in a couple months is a is a, a huge bill. So that membership with them actually is a. A great little insurance. And again, how much of that is paid by your insurance company and how much you have to pay mm-hmm. dep- depends on the level of service that you get from your insurance Correct. company. Correct. I mean, you may have a policy where you're responsible for 50% of right. that or a policy where you're responsible for 5% of that. Right. So it really depends on what you pay for insurance. Yes. So, uh, Matt, uh, I think oh, we got one more, uh, one more caller here. So let's go right to that. Hi, Samantha. You're on the radio. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just had a question for you guys. Within the last month, my mother, who lives in 29 Palms, had to call for the EMS ambulance to transport her to the High Desert Medical Center. Okay. Um, our our encounter, I guess you would call it, um, was not very positive. Um, I I noticed that a lot of the first responders that came in 
seemed to be very agitated and impatient with her uh, because she was having a hard time moving. She was pretty immobile. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't able to lay down in the position that they wanted her to because she was in the fetal position, and that seemed to cause a lot of problems. Um, later down the line, we got her CT test results, and it came to find out that she had a herniated spine, um, a disc, and a pinched nerve, which was keeping her in that position. Okay. So my question is, do you guys do regular bedside manner, like patient care and compassionate training just to keep you guys up to date and so you guys don't get burnt out? Because I'm sure that you do, depending on all the calls that you get, you know, and all the situations. Um, But I feel like in this case, it was just um, a severe lack of understanding and patience uh, towards my mother. Um, I'm very sorry to hear about that. And that's actually uh, pretty uncommon for us. Um, Keep in mind, too, that when you call 911, especially in 29 Palms, you're going to get the Morongo Basin Ambulance as well as a San Marino County Fire engine typically. Um, So there's a a couple different agencies in there. And my hope is that everybody would treat every patient with the utmost compassion. And to answer your question, uh, yes, uh, customer service is, is a big in emergency medical services. Um, do our paramedics and EMTs uh, face a lot of, you know, daily things that put a lot of stress on them? Absolutely. Um, our full-time employees work 72-hour shifts. So it's, it's a long three days. Um, but a big part of what we do is being compassionate to every person that we see. So I'm very sorry you had that experience. Um, I'd be more than happy to talk to you about it at any time. If there's anything we can do to, to rectify that, you're more than welcome to, to give me a call at my office and we can make sure um, – it's handled appropriately. Uh, you know, the, 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 just like with any business, um, you know, you're always going to have somebody who notices that you can do things better. And I appreciate that feedback. Um, in fact, recently, one of the things I did when I took over as operations chief is now we send out um, surveys. So after you've been transported to the hospital, we, we randomly select a certain amount of uh, patients each week to receive a survey in the mail where you can let us know how your experience was, anything we can do to improve. So we are really focusing on becoming um, even more customer service oriented um, and working with our, our field crews to make sure that, um, you know, they understand that this may be their, you know, 10th or 12th call of the day, but it may be the first time that person's ever had to call 911. So sometimes there's a little bit of a gap there and we're working to improve that. So I do appreciate the feedback. All right, Samantha. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks. All right, thank you. Uh, and she brought up something. It's, it's a question I often get asked, and I actually know the answer, but I'll let you answer. Why does a fire engine always follow the ambulance, even if it's just a medical aid call? So that's a good question. Um, and that is because um, our ambulances are advanced life support ambulances. They're staffed with an EMT and a paramedic. And, and um, in the basin now, every fire engine um, is also staffed with a paramedic as well, advanced life support. So there are certain calls. Um, we're having um, multiple paramedics there. Um, makes things a lot easier, and we're able to more quickly take care of a patient, make decisions, and, and provide treatment. Um, the majority of calls um, usually only require an ambulance. So you may notice that uh, you'll see an ambulance and a fire truck responding to the same location, but uh, depending on the nature of the call, a lot of times we'll let the fire truck we'll, we'll cancel them. They can go back to their quarters and be available for fires and other medical aids and things like that. Um, and it, it does, you know, the county is slowly um, adopting what's called an EMD program, which would allow 
um, depending on the when you call 911 and give the description of what the illness or the injury is, they'd make a decision whether or not to even send that fire truck. So it's a way to kind of save some money, um, save some personnel for other major issues. Now, now you said the, the county is working on, what did you say, EMD? EMD. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, recently, the county uh, grand jury, mm-hmm. uh, who, who convenes every year to look at all the operations of the county, recommended what you referred to as sweeping and unprecedented changes in the way the ill and injured citizens and visitors of our county are taken care of. The recommendation highlighted what has been an ongoing discussion for five years about ambulance contract areas. Okay, In plain English, because <laughs> the grand jury speaks in a language none of us understand, Yeah. Uh, what are they recommending What's, and what is the practicality of that? So what right now the way the county is divided up into exclusive operating areas. There's 27 of them. Um, some providers have multiple EOAs, like Morongo Basin Ambulance, we're the EOA holder for EOA number 14 and 15. Um, other uh, larger companies like American Medical Response have a lot of EOAs, um, and that's the way it's been since um, we the county's had EMS services. Um, recently, over the last five years, uh, there's been a push. Um, mainly by the San Diego County Fire Department with uh, some issues uh, more so in the Victorville area about the way ambulance um, contracts are awarded, whether it's legal and fair and things like this. Um, but one of the things that they've asked and they asked the grand jury or whoever asked the grand jury to look into was the, the practicality of what's called a countywide bid. And essentially what that is is a um, taking away all the different little areas that we have now in the county, making it one large contract area and awarding that to one provider, whether it be a private for-profit provider like a, a large EMS company. Like or AMR. AMR or yeah. like San Maria County Fire. Morongo Basin Ambulance, unfortunately, we're not in a position to take over the entire county. We're pretty good at what we do right here, and we're, we're happy with that. Um, the practicality is is it's, it's San Marino County is, you know, one, is the largest county in the nation, um, but so geographically and demographically diverse, the reason we have these little contract areas is so that each agency is able to provide the, I guess, the modified services for that area. It's very different running calls here in the Morongo Basin than it would be, let's say, in the mountains, you know, even though they're only 20 miles apart. So the practicality is uh, it, we at Morongo Basin Angusville, it wouldn't really work. Um, and ultimately, the citizens of the Morongo Basin, should this um, transpire, and it's it's still in the very early stages with the grand jury report. No policy has been set forth yet. Um, it's still in the uh, the kind of the public comment period or what have you. Um, we you know you may see Morongo Basin Ambulance have to leave and be taken over by a for profit provider who would decrease staffing levels to increase profit, or taken over by a government ran at, like the San Francisco County Fire Department to where they would. Um, more than likely put additional taxes on top of current taxes to to pay for those ambulances. We do that. Wrong Basin Ambulance does this as a nonprofit. We're also non-tax-based. We receive zero um, taxpayer dollars from your assessments and your property tax and things like that. Well, the county's about to get property tax assessments from pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. They're working on that FP5. And, and by the way, or I think it is FP5, and just so you know, next week on this show, we will have San Bernardino County Fire Chief Mart Hartwig, who will explain FP5 and, mm-hmm. and what they're doing and all that. So the grand jury's recommendation is actually an existential threat to Morongo Basin Ambulance. It sure is. And <laughs> and we saw this as a good time to not, you know, kind of reconnect with the community, re- remind the community um, what we believe 
most of our, our guys and girls at Workforce have been around to different agencies, and, and they all end up here at Morongo Basin Ambulance because it's a nonprofit, non-tax base. It's, it's very community-based emergency medical services, um, and, and we don't want to see the Morongo Basin lose that. So the reason we're getting out and you're going to see us a lot more and hear from us a lot more is because if the day does come that we need to really fight to stay here in the basin as your ambulance provider and your EMS provider, we want to make sure we, the community understands who we are and that we have their support. Uh, moving forward all right matt that's great we're gonna take a quick little break uh, those who are on hold be patient thank you so much you've been on hold for quite some time we're going to get to you in just a minute uh, right after these brief messages it's time to party if you're planning a group gathering anything from a tailgate to an office party let firehouse subs feed your whole crew Firehouse Subs will even deliver your catering order to you. The more subs you enjoy, the more lives Firehouse Subs can help save. Choose from sub, salad, or dessert platters. These crowd-pleasing platters start at just $5 per person. Order online at firehousesubs.com. They're open every day at 930 in the Home Depot Center Mall. Firehouse Subs is founded by firemen. There's so much pressure the first day of school. You just gotta show up with a new haircut. Great Clips is having a back-to-school sale this Saturday the 18th through Friday the 24th. All haircuts are just $9.99. No need for an appointment. Drop in anytime for no waiting. Check in online at greatclips.com. Great Clips will be open at 8 a.m. Sunday the 26th, day before school starts, for all those last-minute cuts. Great Clips, open every day in the Dollar Tree Center, Yucca Valley. We want you to rock at Tortoise Rock Casino. Celebrate the start of the weekend rocking out to fantastic music. It's live at The Rock. Free Friday concert tributes to your favorite bands. Don't miss a free tribute to KISS with full costumes and makeup. Friday, August 24th at 8 p.m. Live at The Rock. Free and outdoors. This place rocks. Fridays at Tortoise Rock Casino in 29 Palms. It's all right here. Close out summer with your share of $10,000 during the Labor Day weekend giveaway at Tortoise Rock Casino. Saturday, September 1st, every half hour starting at 5 p.m., you can win up to $1,000. Then at 11 p.m., you can be the grand prize winner of $3,000. Earn entries every day. Get paid during Labor Day weekend with your share of $10,000. Saturday, September 1st, only at Tortoise Rock Casino in 29 Palms. It's all right here. And we are back. It is 1043 on the Z1077 Up Close Show. I'm Gary Dignot. Our producer is Rebecca Havely. I have a number for you to call 760-366-8471. And we're talking today with Matt Wells, the operations chief for the Morongo Basin Ambulance. We go right back to the phones. And James, you've been so patient. Thank you so much. You're on the radio. Yes, thank you, Gary, for the opportunity of uh, the call in time right now. And uh, this one personally affects me because just a few weeks ago, I had a preliminary uh, obstruction in my lungs, and uh, both the Morongo Basin Service responded along with a fire truck. And let me tell you, when you can't breathe or talk, I had to hand signal 911 to a visiting grandson because my lungs shut me down. I couldn't even talk. But I wanted to thank you for presenting this man's uh, opportunity to educate our public, and uh, I'd like to share that any amount of money is worth life and i want to thank him and his crew for help saving mine 
and that's what the call's about. James, how you doing now? Okay. Uh, I'm scheduled for lung treatments uh, presently. All right. Well, we wish you we but wish I you a great have. wish you a great outcome on that, James. And thanks for calling. Well, you bet. Thank you both. Okay. All right, bye-bye. bye-bye. Uh, Matt, I want to I talk a little bit about you. Okay. Okay. Um, you're a relatively young man, mm-hmm. and yet you have a lot of responsibility. Sure do. What, yeah. is, what is your background? What did you get started in, in this career in emergency medical? So um, I'm one of those guys who knew kind of what I wanted to do when I was a kid. And um, it's funny because a lot of kids growing up say, I want to be a cop or a fireman. But I was always very specific. I wanted to be a paramedic. Um so as soon as uh, I was 18, I went to EMT school, and that's where it all started. Um, in, in this state, you have to be an EMT for a few years at minimum, but usually about five years to learn how everything works, and then you go to paramedic school. So I went to um, paramedic school, actually, at Victor Valley College in 2007 and became a paramedic in 2008 and worked a few different agencies, including AMR, um, uh, over the last 10 years and a year ago came back to Moronga Basin Ambulance to take over as the operations chief. Did you did you get recruited by Donna? She sure did. <laughs> Actively recruited. That's yeah. <laughs> well, she's an active lady, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, and I got to give you a little background. Uh, well, not so much background, but in my um, dealings with Moronga Basin Ambulance over the years, mm-hmm. it's been almost 30 years, it's always been a very, very good relationship. Good. Uh, you know, we understand what each of our rules are mm-hmm. uh, in, in a news operation, and it works. It, it's, it has always been been very, very good relationship mm-hmm. between the, yes. the two agencies. Now, um, the grand jury recommendation, I'm going to come back to that, okay. is that San Bernardino County consider, they weren't ordered right. to do this, but consider right. perhaps going to one provider for the entire county. Yes. Uh, should that go forward, what would be the timeline? And to, can people protest? Uh, or, or does that remain to be seen? Because uh, they've never done anything like that before. Right. Yeah, this this has been done actually everywhere around us has gone through this process. San Marino County is kind of the last one to really look at how it's handling its ambulance contracts. Um, a lot of that is still kind of up in the air. If it did move past the Board of Supervisors, um, they re- would put out what's called a request for proposal on RFP. And that process alone usually takes about a year and a so half. So a county agency would be one of those requesting to be considered for a county contract isn't that wouldn't that be kind of a conflict or yeah and or I, would I you think, rather not say yeah well <laughs> i think there's some division there I, yeah. I know the the fire is its own district so i think there's some separation there from the county you know board of supervisors itself um because they are the eoa holders on a few different eoas including elka valley um and and there are some variations in, in each contract um depending on who the provider is and, and where they serve so the, the current system has really allowed EMS in the county, I think, to provide the, the best delivery model it can, keeping in mind that our county overall is experiencing, you know, very extreme population growth. And on the EMS side of things, that's very difficult to keep up with because the, there's not a whole lot of money to move around when you talk about ambulance transport. So um, we would be looking at, you know, probably years on a timeline. But that you know, also including that there would be quite a bit of litigation. Um, that countywide bid would include, um, you know, Morong Bay Ambulance, who's a nonprofit, as well as other uh, cities who provide ambulance transport for their citizens um, through their fire department, who would not want to give up um, that either. So I think there would be quite a bit of litigation, and, and it'd be pretty drawn out. Um, but our hope is that it never even goes that far. 
Um, and a big piece of that is the public um, knowing who their provider is and, and the, the benefits, especially that Moronga Basin Ambulance provides to the community. All right. We're going to take one more little break, Matt, and we'll come back and talk about the future of Morongo Basin Ambulance, but uh, we'll be back right after these. Thank you. Hard money. It's a term I've come to realize many people don't understand. This is Patty Brown, the loan lady, a.k.a. the Queen of Green. I specialize in this type of real estate loan. Typically, the money is loaned by local, private individuals. Who can use this type of loan? People looking to flip properties, buy vacation rentals, contractors, or someone who has a house that just can't qualify for a traditional loan. Another great thing? Loans are based on the equity in your property, not your credit score. Don't let your damaged credit stop you from calling. Just pick up the phone. The Loan Lady, 365 BRE number 01170991, NMLS number 358100. It can be challenging keeping your pets healthy. Star Pharmacy, your favorite low price leader, now carries over the counter pet meds and they can fill the vet's prescription. Natural care multivitamins, hip and joint soft chews, calming aids, even healthy skin and coat support. Star Pharmacy really does care about you and your pets, and they are the only pharmacy in the area that sells pet meds and nebulizers. Open Monday through Saturday at 9 p.m., next to the post office in Joshua Tree. Does your hair look like you live in a blow dryer? Time to update your look. Head to Stylish Creations Salon for an amazing cut and refresher. Full color, highlights, brightening, and conditioning. Desert living is so harsh on your hair. All cuts and color are guaranteed at Stylish Creations Salon. For the best hair in town, call 760-365-4410. Walk-ins are always welcome. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5, or later by appointment. Next to Chase Bank on Joshua Lane, Yucca Valley, or online at Stylish Creations salon.com we've got about 10 minutes left in our program and we're we've got matt uh, welch who is the operations chief for morongo basin ambulance on the air with us and uh, matt uh, you mentioned or uh, in part of your responsibility area is joshua tree national park yes now that's a federal agency and most of it's in another county. How does that work? Yeah, it, it, that's that always, uh, on, on especially in the larger complex calls, that's always a challenge, um, getting a lot of different agencies from all different levels of government together. Um, but, yeah, we do um, respond. Almost the entire national park is in our coverage area. And even the areas that aren't, um, that do lie in Riverside County, where typically it's quicker for us to get there. Um, so uh, usually if there's a call in the national park, it's, it's Morongo Basin Ambulance if there's a patient to be transported. So, And, and most, uh, I think the primary responder to that on the fire side is, is Tornado Palms Fire, which is now San Bernardino County Fire. Yeah, depending on which side of the park it's on, either uh, the station here in Joshua Tree or the station in 29 Palms. Okay. Uh, Matt, now Morongo Basin Ambulance has been there for 70 years. Yes. Started out as a group of citizens getting together has gradually uh, refined and matured to become a, a modern uh, medical service as it is now. What is the future for Morongo Basin Ambulance? So let's set aside the grand jury recommendations if, mm -hmm. if that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. What would you like to see happen with your agency? We, um, we have some five and 10 year plans. Um, f when I first came back to Morongo Basin Ambulance, the, the major goal was to get all of our equipment top of the line. And we, we invested quite a bit of, of money 
um, from our nonprofit funds to new cardiac monitors, newer ambulances. All, our entire fleet now has um, automatic hydraulic gurneys, which are safer for the patient and make my EMTs and paramedics careers double. Well, there's, they some, don't big, the back there's some big people out there. So that <laughs> yeah. would probably be very nice. Yeah. So yeah. that, you know, so that was kind of the, the short-term goal. Long-term looking forward um, right now, our, our, our biggest objective is, is to really um, reach out to the community. Um, we're providing um, all the American Heart Association courses for advanced providers, but also for the community, including CPR, first aid, things like that. Um, we also are working right now on a major remodel of uh, our station one in Joshua Tree, which is our oldest stations where Joshua Tree Ambulance started. So we're working on adding some additional bays as we, so we have room to grow as the community grows, um, update our crew quarters and our office space, dispatching software, things like this to really breed us to the you know state of the state of the art kind of technology, so that ultimately the citizens are getting the best possible care they can when they call out for us. So uh, Matt Welsh is on his outreach mission, mm-hmm. and uh, Matt, by the way, will be the featured speaker at the Twenty Nine Palms Rotary Club on Wednesday of next week. They meet at noon at Little Church of the Desert uh, Community Room. The public's welcome to come and be the guest of Rotarians if they'd like to hear from you and, and talk to more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a caller. Let's go right to him. And, uh, Rich, you're on radio. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, um, I was just wandering around on Monongo Basin Ambulance's Facebook page, and I saw a link for a GoFundMe mm-hmm. uh, thing for a station remodel. I'd like him to explain that. So, uh, yeah, we are seeking uh, right now donations. Uh, as you know, we don't receive tax dollars. The only revenue we have is from when you call us and if we take you to the hospital. Um Donations or membership programs. The only way uh, we can get money and very limited with uh, federal grants and things like that. So we started a GoFundMe page to begin to plant some seed money um, to make some major remodels um, to our station. So that's what that GoFundMe is about. Um, we've we've had a a lot of volunteers actually. Our our engineer and our contractor are all volunteering their time um, and have given us kind of a price tag. Of what we're looking to do about a hundred thousand dollars. So we're going to do everything we can to try and raise that. Unfortunately, we don't have the excess funds to, to do it, um, from, and we don't want to take from operations to do it. So we're really asking the community to help us out and donate um, money, donate materials, donate labor, whatever they can, um, so that we can make that happen. Um, uh, and, and we're kind of looking at doing that over the next year or two. Okay, Rich? Yeah, I, one more thing. I noticed on the, on the uh, web page or the Facebook page, it shows like a like, a like button. If I like that, will you be posting uh, current information on what's going on with your organization? Yes. Yeah, we follow us on Facebook. We also have an Instagram, and then we also have a, just a regular website. Any, any three of those we uh, release any important information on for the community. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Matt. Great job. Uh, uh, Rich, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, the the quarters that you have have been there a long time. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> they, they certainly have. And they're, they're showing a, a little aging. So uh-huh. Yeah, it's time. <laughs> uh, Matt, I know this is kind of off the wall, but um, you have a highly regulated business mm-hmm. um, from from who you pick up and where you pick up, what you can charge to pick up is all regulated by outside agencies. Mm-hmm. If, if you had a magic wand – what would you change about the system? Um, a lot of it is at the on the the side of the insurance companies, and everybody's well aware of what's gone on the last five or six years with that. It's only made it uh, more difficult uh, for 
any kind of EMS agency to recoup money. Um, that's because why that, you're because that percentage that you get from the insurance company are going lower and lower and lower. Right, and at the same time, our operating costs are going higher and higher and higher. As is everybody's with fuel, cost of, of labor, employment, um, these kind of things. So, really, we would we would love to see the the payers, the insurance companies, pay us a little bit more back. Um, and but you know that's that's at government levels and, and policy way. Is that negotiate? Is that percentage negotiate? No, there, there, it is. It is. The insurance companies say this is what right. it is. Yeah. Usually, what it is, is is we send them a bill. Depending on who the insurance company is, they have a standard. We're going to pay you ten percent for now, and then that then that claim or that bill will go back and forth between our billing um, folks and the insurance company when, through what's a denial and resubmission process and back and forth and. It's not uncommon for us to still be collecting money on, on transports that are two, three years old. I can see why you'd like to change the system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, an, another thing, we have traffic accidents of people uh, here on our highway. Mm-hmm. Uh, un- unfortunately, it's just part of life and living in a, what is now a resort area. Mm-hmm. And yet, uh, those people don't compensate you. How does that work? Or somebody from out of there, even maybe even a, someone from a foreign country needs mm-hmm. transport. How do you get reimbursed? Yeah, so, uh, um, you know, believe it or not, a lot of what we do is written off um, in cases where if we respond and we don't take you to the hospital, but we utilize fuel and, and crews and equipment and supplies, medical supplies aren't cheap. Um, if we don't put you in the ambulance and move you, we don't bill for that. So f- a rough number, uh, we for what we bill out, we get about 20%. About 20% of the calls that we run will actually receive some form of full payment on. And what are the most common calls you get? Is it traffic accidents? Um, our most common are just uh, medical aid. So um, people call 911 from their homes from everything. From, like Rich had trouble breathing. Right, exactly. And, yeah. um, okay. Traffic accidents, a little less common. Um, and then, you know, we go into rescues and, and things like that in the national park. So, And, and uh, this year we're on track to run about 6,500 incidents in, in just in the Moronga Basin. 6,500? Yes, sir. Holy moly. Yeah. Uh, and, and the last question for you, what can the public do to help the Morongo Basin Ambulance? Um, we want your support. You know, reach out, um, talk to us, let us know as a community what it is that you guys like out of out of your ambulance service. And that's what I'm really trying to to get out there is that, you know, we belong to you guys. We don't, we don't pay the bills unless you insurance or you pay us. So we're here for you. So the needs of the community um, and the support of the community for what was once just a group of six folks who's now an entire organization but still has the same mission, and that's to take care of people. Well, I, I salute you, Matt. You've taken it upon yourself to sort of become the face of Morongo Basin <laughs> Ambulance. Uh, you did reach out to us. We thought it's a great idea for people to, to talk to the Ambulance Association mm-hmm. to see what you're doing. I, I want to thank you for being thank on you. the show, and maybe we'll do this again sometime. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be back next week with more of the Up Close Show. Until then, thanks for listening. Drive carefully, and God bless. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Up Close, a weekly talk and interview program presented in the public interest by Z1077 News. Join Gary Denio again next Friday at 10 for more Up Close.